Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers, the podcast you can find in your podcatcher. It is to be found under Irish Talkers and our website is irishtalkers.com. This is the fourth episode we have recorded this week. And it's a very special episode because Moira O'Brien is going to address one of the most interesting aspects of communication. Moira, you've promised me something quite valuable today. What are you going to talk about? You're not wrong, Paul. I'm going to talk about the 110 steps of communication. Now, if you were me and you were asked, how many steps are there? How many aspects of communication should we look at? You might say, well, there's body language, there's voice, there's facial expressions, there's the language you use. There's tricks like rhetorical devices. And that's probably about as far as you go. Or maybe you might think about, well, overcoming nervousness is part of it. Yeah, okay. Well, if you look at this month's Toastmaster magazine, you'll find right at the top of the page, 110 steps of communication, David J.P. Phillips. Harness the 110 speaking skills. Dive into the details of how to effectively combine your strongest characteristics. There is a chart I do encourage you to download that chart and have a look at it. It is extraordinary. He divides communication up into these basic levels. Voice, including nervousness. Body language, including facial expressions. Language, and then ultimate level. We'll leave ultimate level out for the moment. Let's just look at those three main sections. The voice, the body language, and the language. Now, we know a lot about the language. We spend a lot of time learning the tricks that we can use. Strong rhetorical devices, repetition, triads, rule of three, uh, and so on. There's, there's plenty that we already know in that. So I think I'm going to look today about the body language. Well, when you look at this chart, you see there's 110 things. We can't talk about 110 things. We could probably take one or two of these items and can have a whole podcast episode just devoted to those one or two items. But when you read through the article, you might note, as I did, that there is a, an interesting piece in his first main paragraph where he talks about skill chains. And that is linking different aspects of your presentation together to make up a more powerful element by taking these individual items. Now, I, I, I'm going to read to you just what he says here, because this really does give you the, the idea. Okay. So you start moving towards the audience. You lower your body. You slow down your pace of words. You switch to a softer timbre. You lower your volume of speech. You focus your eyes and you launch an effective pause as the audience drools, patiently waiting in anticipation. Final. So that's taking seven of these skills, combining them in a sequence to make something which is far more powerful 
than using individual ones. And you could do this really with any of these individual skills. I'm going to call them skills because he calls them steps, but they, individually they are skills. So let's read through a little bit on the body language. Confident posture, neutral position, base pace. Now, there's some of these I don't actually understand myself, but maybe you do. Affect, hmm, interesting. Feet, hips, angle, relaxed, dramatizing, shrugging shoulders, intensity variation, functional, Hmm, not sure about that one. Smooth, yes. Distinct, adapted size. Hmm, another interesting one. Standard pace, adapted pace. Pull out. I could say pull out. I could say push in, couldn't I? Pointing. This is getting very boring, I know. All these are micro adaptations, micro steps, micro things that we can think of. When looking at body language, let's look a bit at facial expression. Neutral, matching, matching, matching somebody else, matching somebody else on screen, somebody else matching your audience. Dramatizing, mouth. Do we think about our mouth, particularly how we are actually showing our mouth to our audience? If you were watching me as I was speaking that, you would have said, she's being ridiculous with her mouthing. Eyebrows, forehead, eyes laughing, self-laugh, straight face. All these, they're all things that you can do with your face. Do you see where I'm getting, Paul? There is an awful lot. Just, well, there's, what is it, 80, 50, 51 separate items in this body language slash facial expressions, expressions on David Phillips's sheet. Now, I should explain that David Phillips came up with this after he had analysed 4,500 speakers. After that, he decided that he'd got 110 and that he couldn't find any more. But he added another 500 speakers in just to be sure. So this is covering 5,000 speakers and the, the steps that these speakers used to achieve their best speaking purpose. Doesn't that make you think? It certainly made me think. Now, I've looked at this before. I've spoken about it before, but I've never really gone into it in great detail. And I think it does deserve looking at in some considerable detail. Now, obviously, I'm not going to talk about it all today. But when you are considering your stage presence, it's a good idea. Once you've, you've practiced your speech, you know more or less what you're going to say. It's a good idea to look at this and see how you can, how can I put it, you can emphasise the meaning of your speech, how you can support the object of your speech by using specific body language, facial expression and voice, vocal techniques for each individual part of your speech. Paul, I want to bring you in here because uh, I don't want to bore our audience with micro detail. Oh, I, Moira, I, I'm glad you, you asked me to chip in here because the part of all the things that you mentioned that I will never forget for the rest of my life is the use of my eyebrows. And I have not, I, I must admit, rehearsed the use of my eyebrows yet, but I can tell you that as a result of today's episode, I shall be paying special attention to my eyebrows. And this is a very important part because, and also to my brow, because I know 
and so does everybody else, that if you come on with a furrowed brow, the audience is going to sink. They're going to say, oh, no, we're going to hear a sob story. This guy looks very worried. I feel sympathy for him. And that's even before the person has opened their mouth. Now, of course, it's much easier to on Zoom to focus in on people's eyebrows. It isn't that easy to do it when you're on a stage. However, the use of eyebrows and the question about how many teeth you should reveal at particular points in your speech and whether you should wink on stage, these are important matters. And I must say that I was prepared for 39 steps when I first heard we were going to deal with the number of steps in a communication, although I did say to myself, all good Toastmasters start off by telling you, there are three things you need to do when you are making a good communication. But to say there are 110 things you need to think about in doing your preparation, well, that's a wonderful lifetime's work. So I think there are some fantastic things said in this article and in this this template that can be used for humorous speaking. And I, who am doing the effect, the, what is it, effective, humorous, engaging humorous speech. <laughs> engaging humour, yes. <laughs> have now found a resource which I can refer to because I'm dying to make a speech about my eyebrows. <laughs> and, uh, so thank you, Mark, for bringing this up. Okay, Paul. Now, I know you always take a sideways glance at these things, and I I enjoy listening to you. Eyebrows are part of an overall facial expression. There are so many, I forget the number of of muscles you have in the face. It's about 40 or 50 different muscles, something like that. And the way we use these can be positive and supportive of your speech, or they can be negative, and they can detract from your speech. If they are not synchronous with what you're trying to impart. So that's just a, a little aside. I do recommend that you go and you read the article. You might also like to listen to the interview that the Toastmasters International podcast did with David Phillips. I've listened to um, half of it and it, it is really quite an interesting it's interesting to hear how and why he came up with this uh, interesting chart have fun make great speeches you won't regret taking a more detailed look at this chart that's it we'll bring the final episode of the week to a close thank you paul for your wonderful contributions as always and thank you listeners for your wonderful contributions of course. As always. Of course. Absolutely. We'll hope to see you again next week. Next Friday will be episode one of next week as and Saturday, episode two, Sunday, episode three, and Monday, episode four. As we do pretty well every week of the year. Look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.